learning how to touch your partner for your own pleasure with their agreement is huge and it changes everything. I'm super thrilled today to be talking to one of my heroes of this world of conscious sexuality, which is Betty Martin, who created the very famous Wheel of Consent. So hello and welcome, hello. Betty. Thank you. Thanks, so much Thanks for, for having me. me. <laughs> so I think now everybody in the world of conscious sexuality and indeed Tantra has heard of the Wheel of Consent. You really have put together something that is so helpful for so many people. But um, I think as I have so many listeners on my podcast, I would love it if you could just give a little overview as to what this what this body of work is and maybe even how you came across it. Oh, but that's now how long do we have? <laughs> That's a really big question. question. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, how would you put it in a nutshell? Shall I say yeah, that? And then we can in a nutshell. In. Yeah, it's a great question. In a nutshell, the wheel of consent is a practice. So it's something that you come back to again and again. And each time new ahas come up and new ways to have fun and new challenges come up. So you you when you come back to it, you notice something that you didn't notice the last time. And it's a practice in taking, receiving and giving apart mm -hmm. so that you are either giving a gift, which means it's not about you. You put what you want on the shelf. Then you, you tend to your, your boundaries and your limits, of course, but it's all about the other person when you're mm -hmm. giving or you're receiving, in which case, it's your time to be utterly selfish and you're respecting the other person's boundaries, of course, but it's all about you and what you want. And it turns out that when you take them apart, number one, you have experiences that are possible no other way. There are experiences that are possible when you are receiving a gift that you will not have if you're trying to mush them all together. And you're trying to take care of the other person while they're taking care of you. Mm. Um, and likewise, when you're giving and you're setting aside what you prefer, there's an experience that's possible no other way. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing it does. And the other thing it does is it shows you what they actually are. Because if you are trying to receive a gift, but you're also trying to give something back to keep the other person happy or take care of the other person, you you don't really know what receiving is because you're you're confusing it and you're mixing it up um mm -hmm. and the same with giving so so it it gives you experiences that are possible no other way it shows you what they actually are and it clarifies a lot of other dynamics in the relationship that have been confusing up to now um, so, so that's it. It's, it's a practice. It's also a model mm -hmm. uh, that takes apart, that notices that there's a difference between who is doing and who is giving. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. really what separates the wheel of consent from any other model or thought that I know of. Right. Um, yeah. This is a big yeah. thing. I think that struck me that before I came mm -hmm. across your body of work, you just sort of like one giver, one receiver. 
and mm-hmm. that actually you found out there's so much there's an extra dimension yes yes and, and I think why it's so important is because this is this is what relating is right relating yes. is about that's one thing you can't do on yeah. your own is, is yes. people receive that's right you can't <laughs> do it on your own <laughs> I, think, I mean I just I know that's really obvious but I just really want to say that because I think most people come to tantra because of this they're coming mm-hmm. not for the spiritual enlightenment you mm-hmm. know that comes as a bonus or whatever but they're really coming right. because of relationships and how rewarding yeah. relationship yeah. is in life and how much desire we have and yeah. I think people have desire for giving and for receiving Absolutely. for surrendering and and they don't even they're not even clear what all those desires are and like you yeah. say it all gets pushed up together and, and yeah. yeah people try sneaky ways of getting their needs met instead of being clear of of what sure. it is being able to ask for it right yeah <laughs> of course because if you don't know how to ask for what you want you have to have some other sneaky way to you know you can hint or you can pout or you can try giving the thing that you want to give and hope that they'll take the hint or I mean you know we make up all kinds of things or you can just give 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 everything because receiving and asking for what you want is too vulnerable that's always an option so yeah I think we do all kinds of things to try to get what we need yeah yeah, I think, and I I notice at new events like tantra festivals or where there's a lot of new people, there's so many sneaky mechanisms. Oh and, yeah, you know they always backfire. Um, mm-hmm. You know for that reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's so great that you put voice to all of this topic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before we go deeper, I think it would be really great if you could just explain that concept because it was such a winner for me when I heard it. Like there isn't just a giver and a receiver. So could you, could yes. you maybe just dive into that and explain it? For yeah. Who are new yeah. Well, the, the, there's a problem with the word receive. And that is that it has, well, it has many meanings, but the two that we're talking about, one meaning means something is moving toward me and it arrives or something is done to me. I can receive a caress. I can receive a massage. I can receive a letter in the mail. I can receive a pass to the 20 yard line. It all, it just means it arrives or I can receive a punch in the jaw. So it doesn't mean that I want it. It just means it arrives. So that's one meaning of the word. A different meaning of the word is that it's a gift and it's something that I want. And I receive a gift that you give. But there's a problem with that. It may be that what I want is for you to rub my back, for example. And so I ask you, will you rub my back? You rub my back. I'm receiving the gift of you rubbing my back. Or it may be that the gift I want is to get my hands up your shirt. That's a very different kind of gift. Because now... I'm the one who's taking action, not you. Right. But it's still, it's It's very much a gift. Yeah, it's a different kind of gift. So now we have these two different meanings of the word receive and they get conflated. Mm -hmm. So you think, well, uh, if I'm receiving, that means it's for me and I'm the one who's done to. And therefore anything that's done to me I'm supposed to like it and I'm supposed to be thankful for it. Mm. But your body knows that that's not true. 
your body knows that there are things that are done to you that you don't want and you don't like. So how do you, uh, so those two meanings of the word receive have to be taken Mm. apart and the same goes forgive. They have to be taken apart. And, um, and the, the wheel of consent takes them apart by distinguishing you you can see any interaction and you could see who's doing who's got their hand on whose back you could see that but you can't see who it's really for because if my hand is going down your back it may be because you want it or it may be because I want it and you're giving me the gift of access to your back so which one is it we don't know yet until we look at what the agreement what is the agreement that we made did you say, will you rub my back? And I said, yes. Or did I say, may I feel you up on your back? And you said, yes. Very different dynamic. So, so the wheel of consent draws them out in a quadrant and you can see it online um, and you can link it here, I guess. Um, that, um, yeah, it's a distinguishes between who is doing and who it's for. So. I could be, I could be touching you for you, or I could be touching you for me. Big difference. Yeah. And likewise, you could be touching me for me, or you could be touching me for you. Also, big difference. So that's that's what the wheel of consent, that's the contribution that the wheel of consent makes to this larger conversation about consent. Um, it's not that consent is a good thing you already knew that yeah yeah it's that you know something that I really factors. loved when I first heard this actually I, I remember hearing your work and then going for a massage in Bali with a young um, young Balinese man who clearly didn't have much access to female bodies and I could see he was all kind of you know in himself rather, yeah. rather than able right. to give and that yeah. it was so exciting. And I could immediately feel like, oh, no, this is for him, not for me, you know. Yeah. And yeah. do I really want to pay for that? And do I really want to go through with this, you know. And at some point, just it didn't feel like violating because I was clear what was happening. But I thought, you know, after a little while, you know, after a few minutes realizing yeah. how it was going, I said, I've had enough. Thank you so much. You know, yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think, that's a good I noticing. That, that's great noticing. Yeah. And that happens yeah, all the time. Into your body and then you're carrying yeah. something and not knowing yeah. what it is. Um, but something that then I began to realize working with couples is that it's not always a bad thing when someone's taking their pleasure, right? That actually. Oh, hell no. No, no, you need that. <laughs> yeah, you need that. <laughs> so I think this has been one of my big revelations with your work is that actually when I pay for a massage, I really want it in that format where like I ask and they're doing yeah. it for me. Yes. But actually in the bedroom, I find that a little bit boring because it's like, okay, I give you this, you give me that. And it's like transactional, but actually where the juice lies um, in, in personal life is more in this taking of pleasure with consent. Absolutely. And, and I think in a way, that's maybe one of the, the, the biggest gifts of exploring the wheel of consent is discovering conscious taking. And I think we have a lot of guilt about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, we do. that it, yeah. It's somehow, it's not really in our culture to, to own right. taking our pleasure, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, we do have um, some images of it, but they tend to be very icky. 
or they or, you know uh you know assault is an example or feeling somebody up or groping or you know just using somebody's body those are all examples of doing what you want with someone's body without their permission but yeah. they're not very pleasant ones yeah so it, but but you're right when we it, that learning how to touch your partner for your own pleasure with their agreement is huge and it changes everything changes the quality of your touch for one thing your hands wake up and lots of things happen but um and it's often very hard for people to yeah. to kind of get it yeah yeah. Do you have tips for people who, who, because I noticed this old paradigm of stealing, grabbing, grasping is so mm -hmm. strong mm -hmm. that when you say to people, you have your three minutes to take pleasure, it's quite hard for people to, yeah. To, yeah. to know what that is, you know, yeah. like to even find pleasure back, you know, what have yeah. you found is helpful for teaching people how to reclaim that consciously? Well, uh, first of all, read the book and look at the videos on the website because it gives you a lot more, a lot more explanation. But um, a couple things make a difference. One is that you, your, your hands, you have to wake up your hands to the ability to experience sensation as pleasurable. Because if you can't experience your hands as pleasurable, you're not going to be able to experience feeling your partner's pleasurable because those they're, they're just those circuits are not built yet. Mm -hmm. um, and there's an exercise I give on the website called Waking Up Your Hands, which does this, and it and it does it without another person. It, it takes out the relational part. And that is, you just feel an object with your hands, and really slowly. And after a while, you notice that it feels pleasant. And then you kind of wonder about yourself, like, what's wrong with me? This pin feels good. But it's perfectly natural. Like, yeah, that's, you have nerve cells in your hand, and that's what they're for. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so that's a big piece. And you can find that on the website. And another big piece is when you're practicing with your partner, start slow and simple and not too sexy mm -hmm. you know when in workshops we have people starting with the hands and the forearms feeling feeling each other's hands and forearms because if you try to start with something sexy your habits will kick in it's very very difficult to overcome your habits um, and what you're learning in this this experience of the taking quadrant is you're building completely new habit pathways. Um, so it's very hard to do that if it's hot and heavy and sexy. You'll just go right back to your own, your old patterns. Mm -hmm. um, right, so anything that's unconscious, you just dive right in there. So you need to yeah, in a yeah, way, yeah. make it conscious by slowing yes. it down, yes. becoming present mm -hmm. and, and, and actually opening. I love how you say opening up this new pathway yeah. because, um, I noticed that myself that I was so used to I was so used to giving massage because I trained in oh, massage yeah. and when I started right. to take it, it's like oh it's 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 a different it's directionality different. yes from brain to hand and from hand yes. to brain <laughs> yes exactly exactly and that's a great description yeah it's a great description 
and slowing down. And, and also, I notice I, I want to open my mouth and breathe differently and, and use different okay. parts of the hand, right? Because giving mm -hmm. massage is pretty much always like yeah. this. Yeah. Taking pleasure, it's like sometimes bizarre yeah. places are, yeah. are actually more pleasurable. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Another thing that really helps is we do this in workshops too. When you ask your partner, when you say, may I feel your hand, for example, you look them in the eye and you, and when they say yes, you wait there, don't move. You just wait there until you believe them. And you just wait there until you believe them. And you ask again, if you have to, because what's happening here is that they are giving you this gift of letting you feel their hand mm -hmm. and you need to notice that it's a gift and you need to notice that it's actually for you you're not stealing you're not using you're not abusing you're not assaulting you're receiving a gift that of this person's body or it's part, part of their body and if you can just pause and stay there till you believe it it really mm -hmm. makes a difference yeah you know i listening to you speak it makes me feel the words you're really allowed you know i, mm -hmm. I said i yeah. guilt especially for men they're so taught yeah. they have to get all these little strategies right or you know when i was young anyway they all had these strategies of how to get right. under the clothes and whatever right. and so they're right. learning yeah how to steal what would freely be given you know yes exactly <laughs> you know? exactly <laughs> I feel so awful when it's stolen and and it's like just ask just look yeah. in the eyes and ask, you know yeah. it's it's yeah. my joy to give you that gift but only when yeah. it's with uh, consent yes and exactly then I think there's a feeling for those who are used to using you know their manipulative ways to realize they can they can sit in that yeah being allowed yeah such a deep feeling and very often it brings up tears I mean just like just describing it you were touched listening to it and that is mm. very common, like, oh my gosh, I get to do this. This is what I've always wanted to do. And um, very often there's a tender-hearted emotional response. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I sometimes imagine a whole world where everybody has, you know, their three minutes here or there of just being able to receive what they truly want. I think our world yeah. would change so much. Yeah. Yeah. So the other the other place I think that's interesting, we, we talk about being able to take our pleasure, how difficult that is, but receiving, you mentioned already, it's so vulnerable. Why is it so vulnerable? And how do we unpack that one? Yeah. Well, the way you're using the word receiving right now suggests that you mean being done to. But that's the true. taking Thank quadrant you. is also receiving a gift. Right. So both yeah. of those are the vulnerable yeah. pieces, right? Yes. Whether you're active or whether you're receptive, uh, passive. What would, Pass what well, would not active. Like what, whether you're being done to. Yeah. Yeah, being done yeah. to. So whether you're yeah. doing or being done to, yeah. the receiving is always the vulnerable piece. Absolutely. Somehow. Yeah. Oh, I, I think that's that. true. Yeah. Well, I think it's because in this in this practice, you in order to receive you have to ask for what you want mm. or it doesn't happen mm. no one is guessing here uh in the practice when you close the door to the practice and you go back to your life you can guess all you want i don't care 
Um, but in the practice, there's no guessing. So, so I have to ask, will you scratch my back in this particular way? And that's hard. Of course, it's hard. It's hard, number one, because you might not know what you want. And that's mm -hmm. true of everyone. I don't know anyone who always knows what they want. Um, so you just need to give yourself a little time. It'll bubble up. Um, and I think it's vulnerable because, and I think it's inherently vulnerable. It's not that there's something wrong with you if you feel right. vulnerable when you're receiving a gift. It's inherently vulnerable because mm -hmm. you have to sort of open the door and take it from the porch into your house. And when you open the door, wolves can get in. Like it's mm -hmm. just, it's, you can be seen, your desire now is known and that's vulnerable because you could be laughed at or you could be shamed for it. Um, or someone could say no, or someone could say, you know, shame on you for wanting that. You shouldn't want that, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you, and if you enjoy it, your pleasure will be seen and that can be vulnerable or your delight or your playfulness can be seen that can be vulnerable. So vulnerable just means that it's possible to be hurt. Mm. But and it's also somewhere where all the yumminess lies, huh? Like when I listen yes, to you it describing it. Yeah. These are all the good things. <laughs> yes, exactly. We and, <laughs> we, and we get to choose how vulnerable we want to get at any moment. So you ask me, how do you want me to touch you? And I might, I might really want you to stroke my back, but I'm too scared to ask for that. So I'll ask you to stroke my arm instead. That's fine. Uh, you know, maybe some other time I'll ask for my back. You get to choose. Um, you get to choose throughout the process what you want to ask for. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So for people who identify themselves or realize that they're overgivers, you know, like I think many people when they enter Tantra workshops, they suddenly realize that they go into giving because it's not so vulnerable. That's right. <laughs> of course. That's right. And because it's conflated with doing. So you think if you're the doer in any given interaction, then you have more control over what happens. Maybe, maybe not. Because if you're directing how you want my hands to move on your body, then you are in charge, not me. But it, it's very often easier to be the doer, or it, it can feel safer to be the doer um, because of that. And also because you don't risk you know, if I'm getting this luscious massage and I'm, oh yeah, it's really great. And then my pleasure is visible and that's scary. But if I'm giving the massage, then the other person's pleasure is visible and I don't have to reveal my own. So mm -hmm. that's another, that's another reason, but mm -hmm. I, but I think, I think that risk is where all the vulnerable, yummy, stuff lies so ultimately yeah. yeah it's our choice if we want to yeah. go there or not but we're missing yeah. out if we if yeah. we always try and avoid that yeah and i think it's also really easy to push yourself 
to try to do or enjoy more than you actually do. And that's a problem as well, because when it's your turn, it's your turn. I mean, there's, there's no shoulds about it because it's your turn. So, um, but I think very often, especially in group situations, you think, well, I really should be okay with this erotic massage, even though I'm scared shitless. I should be okay with it and I should like it and I should be able to relax. So what's wrong with me? That is the wrong question. <laughs> the question that, that you'd be better off asking is, what is it that actually sounds fabulous right now? Mm. What is it that really sounds great right now? Mm. And that may be, you know, it may be a massage with my clothes on sounds really fabulous well then ask for that but you feel the pressure of the group because everybody else is naked and so you think well i guess i'm supposed to like this when you really don't and that's really yeah. that's a that's a big problem in group settings it i totally i totally recognize that i now always say as a facilitator you know the right way is always what feels good to you and mm -hmm. even if yes you took all your clothes off and today you want all of them on you you know also sometimes yeah. you think we have to be consistent like oh I did yeah. this today yeah. but today I just feel like being covered up well, great you yeah. know like it's about yeah. learning yeah. to be authentic again I think that's so hard for us because our culture doesn't teach us to feel in yeah. and make decisions from there it's just yeah. we're not empowered in that that's true and it, it's a big journey of learning to mm -hmm. <laughs> reclaim our, our yeah. bodies again yes who knew this belongs to me oh my goodness <laughs> oh, it's, it's, and it's, it's hard to learn it's a yeah. long a lifelong learning journey as far as i can tell yeah yeah something that i noticed comes up uh, around the word consent is people always feel oh well consent and boundaries that's for new people who are meeting you know dating working it all out but once you're together you don't need that um what do you think about that well in certain states in the united states marital rape was not illegal until 1971 yeah no <gasps> shit. so um, so the so yeah, consent definitely applies in long relationships. Um, but I think probably defining consent would help because yes. most people think that consent means permission. If I want to do this thing to you or with you, I need your permission. That's great, and that's true. But that's only one kind of consent. And it's not always the kind that applies. If I want you to scratch my back, where does permission fit in that dynamic? It doesn't fit. It doesn't apply. Because it's something that I want you to do. But consent applies. Mm -hmm. So consent is a much broader thing than permission. Mm -hmm. And if you're saying... If you hear yourself or somebody say get consent or give consent, they're talking about permission. And that's only half the picture. Um, I think of consent as being what agreement are we making that works and makes us both happy. 
-hmm. That's a very, I mean, this is not a legal definition, of course. This is an interpersonal use of the word. Um, so yeah, will you bring me a cup of tea? Sure, that's consent. Will you scratch my back? Sure, that's consent. You want to play, you know, <laughs> you want to play um, pirates and winches? Sure, that's consent, <laughs> you know. So um, consent is, I define it very broadly as being, what's the agreement that we have that we that is making us both happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I really so love in, that. In the wheel of consent, in the wheel of consent, there's two basic questions. One is um, how do you want me to touch you for three minutes or it whatever time you want? How do you want me to touch you? And how do you want to touch me? And if you just keep asking each other those two questions, you will you'll discover all four of those dynamics. Mm -hmm. Or another way would be to say, will you or may I? Will you do this for me? May I do this? And that will also get you the same place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I found that working, introducing couples to your work, you know, that it's, it helps them to get out of patterns where everything mm -hmm. is is unconscious yeah. it's just yeah. falling into assumptions yeah. you know like oh well right. we've always done this and you it's know right. rather than staying alive in the moment and feeling what do you actually want right now yeah and and so the sort of exploration the aliveness the authenticity all of that can die very easily and oh, yeah. fall into patterns of mm -hmm. i always do this and, and we have this routine mm -hmm. and um <laughs> and actually the love life can come alive just by touching each other's hands in a new way yeah. because it's more alive and authentic than a routine yeah, yeah absolutely so i think absolutely. it's uh yeah i think it's very amazing work what about in in the kind of places where it's blurring you mentioned this a little bit earlier so like you think it's for them, but then you're getting a lot of pleasure out of it. You know, is is that okay if it all mushes up in together, or do you think it's good to try and keep it separated? Well, like I started out saying, it's a practice, mm -hmm. and as a practice, it's a practice in taking them apart. So when you're in the practice, take them apart because that's where it's the juiciest. And that's where you learn the most. That's where you have the most amazing experiences. And then you close the door to the practice. You go back to your regular life. And then you can mush them all up as much as you like. But in the practice, keep them separate. Because mm -hmm. that's, where, that's where the ahas are. And that's where the learning is. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you don't get to enjoy it. If I'm giving you a massage, I'm probably going to enjoy it to some degree. That's great. Why would that be a problem? Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying it is available at any moment in any quadrant, any time. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't tell you whether you're giving or receiving. What tells you if you're giving or receiving is what the agreement you made. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what about the opposite? What if you're not enjoying it? How do you know where to put your boundaries around that? Well, you just have to decide how much not enjoying it is worth it. I mean, like, 
you know, I may not enjoy giving my partner a foot rub because I'm tired and I, you know, I may, okay, I'd be happy to do that for you, but I've only got about 10 minutes worth in me. Right. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Or, or you change your mind. You, you may be doing something that was asked of you and it's going along great. And you realize I am actually not comfortable with this. And you just say, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I need to change my mind. I, this is not working for me. Um, and if it's yeah. your turn and you're not enjoying it, then why the hell are you doing it? Because it's <laughs> your turn. <laughs> I think there's a lot of learning there right. because we're talking. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. We think. Well, I'm supposed to like it. Yes. So I think they're supposed to. What's wrong so with me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love that I, you mentioned the supposed to. I think that's so helpful. You know, to, yeah. to watch the, the own your own narrative. And, and to see that as long as we're doing what we're supposed to, we're not going to get back to our authentic yeah. pleasure. And, you know, yeah. and, you know we've all done it. Anyway. I've done it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we've all done it. Um, and it's, uh, it doesn't work so well. And especially then you beat yourself up because I'm supposed to like this. I don't like it. So what's wrong with me? That's the wrong question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, yeah. there's so much complexity, isn't it? There's, there's like, yeah. I think when I think about uh, receiving a gift, when someone comes to give you something as a gift, uh, the most awkward and uncomfortable thing is when it's something you really don't want, but you feel like yeah. you should receive yeah. it. Like that's a very yeah. awkward scenario to yeah. to find yourself yeah. in. Um, yeah. And yet, if it's a small thing, it's a small moment you can let it pass. But if you're in yeah. a long-term relationship and you start doing that, you're gonna get stuck with something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah i think one one dynamic that often happens in heterosexual relationships at least is the man is doing all the things in bed because he watched the video and this is what women like and so he's doing all the things so he thinks he's giving and the woman is putting up with all the things he's doing because I guess I'm supposed to like it and he seems to like it. He didn't ask me what I wanted. So I guess he likes it. So I'm giving him the gift of my body to do these things that he seems to want to do. So she feels like she's giving. Yeah, right. Who's oh, receiving no, there? Really Nobody. It. Yeah. And whenever I describe this in a room full of people, everybody, you know, and, you know, I've been there. I don't recommend either side of that equation. I've been yeah. on both sides. Um, yeah. But it, it happens all the time because we're, I think partly it happens because we're just generous and we want to please our partners. Of course we do. That's great. And we're also not being really clear about what it is that we really want and brings us joy. And, and the, and the playing the, the wheel of consent in the three minute game is one way to open that up because you're actually asking and nothing happens until you ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of like, it, it changes everything. So it's actually a good pattern interrupt for couples, you know, yeah, I think it's to, huge. To pause and nothing happens until it requested because mm -hmm. it makes you become conscious and feel and tune in mm -hmm. and really mm -hmm. find 
what you want to receive. And I totally. And it's going to be awkward. Yeah. It's going to be awkward. And that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's just fine. (laughs) And I totally agree with what you said that so many people don't know what they what they even want do you have any advice for people who who, who are listening to this who are like oh my god I have no idea how do they how do they start to find out um well you you kind of have to be okay with your discomfort Mm. and you have to be patient with yourself and slow down and that's one reason I like the questions how do you want me to touch you for three minutes or five minutes or whatever because it's a it's a very simple question but it's not always an easy question mm-hmm. and but when someone asks you it sort of creates room for you to notice then oh what i want counts here oh my gosh it n- never counted before now it counts like what do i do with that you know um uh, and just be patient with yourself. It may take a, it may take a few minutes, and a few minutes is going to feel like an eternity, but mm. it's okay. It's part of your time. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's awkward, and that's okay. And I, you know, I love that you call it a practice because I definitely noticed from going to workshops that I became better at it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like so oh, yeah, yeah. my body that when somebody asks, I could just scan my body and yeah. then know, oh, I want to be squeezed here and pressed there. Yeah. And you know, I yeah. I began to open up a whole repertoire of things that my body wanted, but it took yeah. time. Yes, it, it took, does. It took it took awkwardness of like, oh, I have no idea, just let's try that. And then and then yeah. learning, you know, like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it takes time. And I also I also think sometimes it's not what it should be. You know, like there's that word again, like. If, if you watch the videos or look in the books, it should be this, it should be that. But but what your body really wants mm-hmm. may not fit that picture. And it takes yes. some time to to own it, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's such a, yeah. a, there's so much juice into this. Um, and uh, I'm, you know, it's it's such a, a powerful topic, I think, for everyone to to explore. I it, it just just one question that I think is also really important is um, we just d- recently did a symposium on healing. We're talking about trauma, and of course, so much trauma is where boundaries are violated, and of course, there's no consent. Um, so how how can this work be used for people who are who have had trauma in the past? Mm. Well. I think we've all had various kinds of trauma in the past. So I wouldn't, I really do not like to separate people into those who have had trauma and those who haven't, because it's a spectrum. And we've all been hurt and overpowered in ways that, in in lots of different ways. So Mm -hmm. it's just where we fall on that spectrum and what particular type of trauma it's been. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've all been touched against our will before we can talk every one of us you can't be a child and not get touched against your will so our bodies know how to go along with stuff that we don't want it's a skill that you possess you can go along with stuff you don't want and for many people it was much more traumatic than it was for other people that's a fact so mm-hmm. Um, 
the thing that makes one thing that makes trauma trauma is that you didn't have a choice. Mm. And so when you when you play this um, game and play with this wheel, you do have a choice. And nothing happens until you request it. So you do have a choice. So it's an opportunity to notice the choice that you do have and to exercise the muscle of being able to make a choice. And because of that, it's going to bring up feelings of tenderness, confusion, anxiety. All these things are very common and are going to come up, which is another reason to start slow and simple and small, short turns, three minutes, simple body parts, arms, feet, maybe, um, and uh and simple things that don't sound terribly uh, charged. Mm -hmm. So I can ask for a hand massage that would be a very different experience than I asked than if I asked for a full body erotic massage, including my genitals. Like that's a very different process. Yeah. <laughs> but by by asking for a hand massage, I can start to notice. I'm in charge of how you touch me. And that is huge, huge. Mm -hmm. So if you, um, if you have had serious trauma and you struggle with it, I'd recommend seeing a professional who can work with this. Mm -hmm. um, and for most of us working with our partners is great. You know, some partnerships, some relationships, have room for growing and learning and some don't and that's a fact as well so it may be that your partner's just not interested in supporting you with this that's a possibility as well mm -hmm. um, but for for most people somewhere on this spectrum um, working with a partner can be fun and also healing because you just have to notice that you are in charge of how you're touched that changes everything. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. In fact, you know, I, when I'm listening to you, and I, I agree, I often also say it's just a spectrum um, of mm -hmm. trauma. That listening to you, I feel like anyone who wants to experience erotic massage, tantric massage, it would benefit from slowing down. And, oh, hell and, yes. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. And it's way too again. much for most people. It's yeah, way too yeah, much yeah. for most people. Yeah, yeah. And if you yeah. can um, practice with one hand and then practice with your arm and then, mm -hmm. you know, practice all these different uh, quadrants of, uh, of exchange, then you can become empowered to be mm -hmm. able to go for the more edgy, but, you know, yeah. potentially yeah. exciting things, but that actually yeah. we should maybe all learn in simple steps so that yes. before we jump into the deep water, we really know how to swim. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> Something which is hard to get at a workshop. Yeah. Well, I down. must 
say, yeah. having been in the world of Tantra for t over 20 years, I'm thrilled to see that your work is appearing more and more um, all over the place. And I, I, I feel like it's becoming a required piece of the curriculum before people go deeper into yeah. into tantra work so yeah. i think it's, it's a huge contribution that you have made to put this Thank all you. together Thank really you. huge what was your background how did you how did how did um, you start i i was a chiropractor for 30 some years so i had my hands on many many people in a very structured way and my hands were very awake to what i was taking in and um, then i retired from that then I became a, um, a sex coach and did sex work, um, sacred whore, I called myself, uh, or sometimes just whore, depending on who I was talking to. Um, <laughs> so, but, so this work came out of largely having my hands on many, many people um, erotically and wow. noticing that when you ask people how they want to be touched, many people have no idea and get very confused mm -hmm. and so that's where all this all this came from yeah Amazing. I'm now retired from both of those practices and now I'm teaching other practitioners yeah well it's a huge contribution and um yeah thank you so much for for sharing here today and you are uh, so welcome definitely put links and um and encourage everybody who's interested in tantra or sacred sexuality to check this one out first <laughs> learn how to swim before diving in any deeper yeah, yeah thank you so much thank you it's great to meet you and thanks for having me yeah.